Hey, Rosemary. Thank you so much for today's uh, episode. It's Raina with Raina & Co. I have been loving your stuff, so so excited to keep hearing you on air. So um, today's topic about repelling clients, I think it's such a good idea. Um, so many people are like, wait, but I need the money. Um, and it's um, unless it's like a super short gig or you're just starting out trying to find your footing in ideal client world, I feel like it's really a good thing to keep niching down, keep getting tighter on who it is that you really do want to serve. Because what's magical about this is that once you find your people, they get you, right? They're like the most ideal, non, uh, I don't know, obstructive, like most creative aligned people ever. And I think it's just such a beautiful place. So thanks for putting out what you're doing and can't keep, can't wait to keep listening. Hey, Rosemary. Thanks for the shout out on the podcast today. Um, I love this topic. This is an area in my business that I'm really working on right now. I'm going in and trying to refine what I say in my posts and what I say on my website to really um, appeal to that ideal client. Um, Now that I'm doing this full time and kind of I'm trying to shift my mentality away from the agency world where you kind of just took whatever client you could get, you know, and whatever money came in and I've discovered even just um, doing this half the time you know like there's just certain projects that you know aren't good for the soul and aren't good to take and so now I'm really um, I'm trying to only take the ones that are the best fit so I love that you talked about this thanks so much hi Rosemary this is such a great topic and You'd think that you'd sort of have this under your belt after a few years, but as the business grows and changes, I find that the people that kind of match with me, I I was going to say the people that I want to serve, but it's not always about what I want to do. The people that I'm sort of well qualified to serve and um, that can get a lot out of my services, it changes. And I learn probably a couple times a year. I have experiences that shape my policies and how I do things and especially the clarity of my wording. Um, as it still happens when it comes to the geeky side of things. I love this topic. So I've gotten a lot of great response from yesterday's anchor, and I wanted to address one thing here that WP Barista mentioned that your business is constantly changing and evolving, and so you have to kind of re-refine, no matter how long you've been in business, um, what your ideal client actually looks like. And for me, and probably for a lot of other people too, you've experienced, um, I have a very unique business where I've left it very ambiguous. My productions company, it's very hard for people to understand what that is, and it's kind of a hard thing to give an elevator pitch for because it's I've left it on purpose pretty open and ambiguous to where that means I can do really anything I want. Whatever a business owner might need, I can create websites, I can do photography, I can do videography, I can create courses for them, I can build websites, I can do graphic design, I can do Instagram content. All of these things are all integrated and work together to help these people, my clients, make their business better and bring more people to their business. So I have very diverse income streams. I have digital products, I have courses, and I also have the stock brand subscription, which is a styled stock subscription library. I have all of these different things. So I have unique, ideal clients 
for each of these aspects of my business. So what you do need to remember too, and what you need to understand is that not, you don't have to be speaking to the same people on every platform all the time. Because some people might not be the greatest fit for your one-on-one services, but they might be a really good fit for a course, or they might be a really good fit for the subscription. So if you think about it that way, who are you getting the most inquiries from? Who do you wanna work with the most? And I would really tailor your content and your brand awareness on the people you want the most that's gonna give you the highest return in your business. So for me, that could be one of two things. I could be speaking directly to people for the stock brand subscription, and while that's a lower priced product, it's a monthly subscription, if I can speak to certain people and get volume, get a lot of people to sign up, that might be the highest earner in my business. But if I can get a lot fewer clients that are one-on-one services at a much higher price point, I have the opportunity to make kind of the same amount of money. So what I need to do and what most people need to do is step back and say, okay, I have a very finite amount of effort and I have a finite amount of time. I would give yourself no longer than 90 days. I would give yourself no shorter than like two weeks. And I would say, okay, right now, what is my main focus? It's absolutely okay to shift focuses. Um, on different elements and aspects of your business and maybe different offerings that you have as well. Um, So right now, I'm focusing pretty hard on the stock brand subscription, and so I'm gonna speak about that. I'm gonna speak about the Creative Brand Summit that I'm an affiliate for and a speaker at, Um, but that is going to shift and change. When I'm ready to start filling up my calendar for next year for one-on-one services, I will shift my content and my brand awareness to fit more people that are going to be a better fit for my one-on-one services. So just keep that in mind. It's absolutely normal and okay for things to ebb and flow if you have multiple income streams in your business. If it's something where you have one thing, like your Jana of Twiggy Post and what she offers is stock photography. That is her business. She does have different models. You can buy her subscription or you can purchase her images on Creative Market. But at the end of the day, her offering is styled stock photos. That is a much easier, simpler thing to talk about because you really have one audience for that. When you're someone that has courses and you offer services and you offer digital products and stuff, that does tend to get a little diluted. So you need to really refine and just keep it really tight in those shorter amounts of time and campaigns to know who you're speaking to. So it would probably benefit you if you took a little bit of time and created those ideal client avatars. So those like you know, make believe imaginary best friends, that would be the best fit for those parts of your business. So I would have an imaginary best friend for the subscription. I would have an imaginary best friend for one-on-one services. And those people can look completely different. And I will speak to those people differently in different places. So maybe I only speak to one-on-one clients via email. I don't really market or, you know, talk about my one-on-one services very often on my social platforms. I don't post about them on Instagram. I don't really create a whole lot of content there for that. But on my Facebook page, I do. I talk about my clients that are my one-on-one clients. I have case studies. I show my past work there. Um, And I don't really sell one-on-one services there. I don't do a lot of promotional. I do a lot more brand awareness. This is what I've done. Um, But I don't ever do like a hard sell there where I'm like, sign up here for my one-on-one services. But if I had to, I could. But I wouldn't share that on Instagram because I don't feel like that high of Anyway, I do not feel like Instagram is the best fit for people learning about my one-on-one services because I don't feel like they're in the mindset of spending that price point 
while they're there on Instagram. So just be aware of every audience you're speaking to on each platform and create that content specifically speaking to them. There's nothing wrong with having multiple audiences. You just have to be very calculated. And creating those separate offerings for people that might be in different stages of business. So people, for me, I've had, like I said, a lot of experience with direct marketers. Maybe I am not a good fit for most direct marketers for their one-on-one services for them, um, but I would be a good fit for them if they want to take a course. So if I had a lot of inquiries of direct marketers and they're just out of my price point, they're out of the budget, they, um, I just am not seeing a lot of return on those inquiries, then what I could do is create, you know, gather up names of these people that keep asking if they, you know, we could work together and I could actually beta test them and create a course for them. That might be something where I actually create offerings specifically to the people that keep coming to me and asking me for help. So that's another way to think about it. How can you create specific things for people that might not be the best fit for one thing, but could be a good fit for something else.